Hello and welcome to Awaken and Ascend. I'm your host, Jennifer Regular, and so excited to introduce you to today's guest who is joining me from Georgia, USA. As a former firefighter, Denise knows what it's like to fight fires and deal with tragedies physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. As a former therapist and certified minister, Denise Garrett is an expert at empowering people to achieve their goals, physically, mentally, those emotional goals, and spiritual wellness. Denise is known as the Courage Whisperer for her empathic listening style, ability to support others in tuning into and turning their obstacles into opportunities for greater living. Permission to co-create peace in our world. Welcome, Denise. It's so wonderful to have you here. I am so excited to be spending this time with you. We were talking a little bit before the call and mentioning how connected we were right from the get-go that we were soul sisters. So truly an honor to have you here, Denise. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. It is a pleasure being here with you, my soul sister. Um, and I love the work you're doing in the world, in our world. Um, awaken and ascend is so important that we all do that. Um, and even if we feel awakened and ascended to a certain level, there's always room to grow, um, at least from my point of view. So I love what you're doing for our, our world, for each other. Um, I just love it and appreciate you more than I can say, more than oh. I can say. Thank you so much. So Denise, I love that you're on this mission to co-create peace in our world. And I'm betting that there's a lot of people out there right now wondering if that's even possible. Because every time we seem to be doing okay, something else happens. Another disaster, another chaotic situation, whether it's within ourselves, within our immediate family or home within our communities, within our nation, within our country, and definitely across the world that we're so interconnected with these days, especially being online and seeing all the headlines and everything. So let's start with that. Is peace even possible? So I think for me, I believe it is absolutely possible. Um, and I have many reasons for that, which I'll get to. But the really the real thing I think our viewers need to pay attention to, our brothers and sisters out there, is how you answer that question for yourself, because it determines your experience in the world. And it impacts mine. It influences mine and Jennifer's. So there, I, I was doing some research lately for a project that I'm working on, and it said there was a study that showed that 57% of people do not believe peace is possible. So if you don't believe it's possible, then it's not for you. So if you look at that number and it's, I don't know where, how good the research was or anything, but if that were valid, then we would believe that it's not possible, but I believe it is. I'm one of those other in the 43% that I'm like, it is possible. I absolutely believe it with everything in me because nobody wants to suffer. I don't know of anyone in the world that would say, yes, absolutely. I want to suffer. I want to be in immense pain. <laughs> right. I don't know of anyone that would say that. Now, there might be some people out there with some issues that may believe that in the moment. But in general, like, I just don't believe that. I believe that people want to enjoy a good, happy, healthy life and feel loved and to love. I, I believe that. And that gives me hope that peace is possible. And it's a much more empowering belief 
to look at what else is possible, to really focus on how we want to be experiencing life, how we want to be approaching life. And so how do you find peace amidst everything that's going on around you? As a firefighter, as a therapist, as a minister, you've seen and heard and been exposed to a lot of things. So what do you think is something that would be a path to peace? So for a path to peace, I really think we need to find inner peace first, peace within ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that means peace about who I am in the world, what I'm capable of, what I'm up to, peace with my family, peace with my friends, peace with my failures, if you want to call them failures. See, I don't look at things like they're failures. They're learning opportunities. And for me, that brings me a lot of peace. Everything is a learning opportunity. Everything. My successes, my so-called failures. It's just a not learning opportunity. For my successes, I learned what worked well. And then I can build on that. From what some would call my failures, I learned what didn't work well. And I have the opportunity to say, okay, that didn't work. What might work better? And and when I do that, instead of going, dang, Denise, you're so stupid. You thought this, you thought, you know, you idiot. You de-. Instead of beating myself up, if I just stay in that conversation, it brings me enormous peace. And it leads me closer to solutions that actually work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was uh, Edison that said, I don't know how many times he said it, but let's just say Edison said, I discovered a thousand ways to make a light bulb not work before I discovered the one way that make makes a light bulb work. And I think when we have that kind of mindset, like you mentioned earlier, Jennifer, it it opens up more possibilities for us to have a, a happier experience in life. Um, but in general, like I have, this is part of what makes me believe peace is possible. I've worked on calls where people were injured severely and they didn't want to die and they had things to live for, whether it was their children, their careers, whatever it was, they had things that they wanted to live for. And I've watched people from the time I was 16 years old, I worked in a hospital as a physical therapist assistant. I mean, not assistant, um, what do they call them? Uh, technician. And um, I watched people overcome enormous amounts of physical pain because they had a vision for what they wanted their life to look like. They had things they wanted to do, things they wanted to achieve. And they did it despite the odds being against them, despite the pain and the suffering they were in. And that is at the age of 16 led me to believe, wow, you know, it really is possible. They found peace along the way because of what they were playing for. And, and it wasn't just themselves. They were playing for their family or whatever it was. They, they had something greater. So I think peace becomes possible when we play for things other than just ourselves. Yes, and recognizing that higher purpose and really a calling that we can really tune into when nothing else matters anymore. It's like the one thing that we want to live for, that we still need to do, that we want more time to experience and then not have the regret of, oh, I wish I had more time with that person or to do this or live my dream or fulfill my mission. There's this call to more fully live. Yes. And, and that to contribute and express who we are and what we came here to do. Absolutely. And that involves, to, in my opinion, overcoming fear or facing fear. Mm-hmm. Um, because so I happened to be gay. I knew at a very young age I was different. I didn't know what to call it. I was so young. I just didn't know. 
but I could tell I was different than the other little girls that, you know, I was surrounded by. I was a tomboy. I liked adventure. I like climbing trees. I like different things that, you know, than a lot of my little friends. And so I was like, wow, I'm different. And then when I figured out what it was, I was scared to death because I was like, if the church finds out, well, I knew the church condemned me to hell. Mm. I was raised Southern Baptist. So they condemned me to hell. Um, even though I was a good person, that didn't have anything to do with it. Um, and my family, I was so terrified that if they found out that I would end up homeless on the streets and I had things I wanted to do, I wanted to go to college and I wanted to get a degree and wanted to do things. So I began like being like trying to be secretive about it because I, my goal, my whole goal became, I need to save as much money as I can so I can go to college and, and be on my own, stand on my own two feet in case my family finds out because I wanted to be okay, whether they owned me or disowned me or whatever. So that was kind of that, but I had to face that fear eventually by, by dealing with the fact that, you know, my parents became curious and, and I had to say, and I had to risk them not loving me. But what I learned along the path of being gay and being out in the world is that the people that don't love me for being gay, who don't even know me as a person, mm -hmm. they're not part of my tribe, nor do I want them to be. Mm -hmm. But the people who do love me for who I am and take the time to get to know me and say, you know, you're a good person or you're funny or you're whatever, you, you know, things that they like about me. That's my tribe. Those are my people. But I have to face that whenever I'm deciding, you know, whether I'm going to say that. Those people will say, how's your husband? Mm, I don't have one of those. And I have to decide in that moment, like, is this how much risk am I at? Like, And I think that's true for how we find peace. You know, if you're denying part of who you are, you're not at peace. Right. They think that you are because you think you're avoiding, like I thought I was avoiding, you know, getting tossed out on my ear. And maybe I was, I, I won't know because I didn't, I managed to get to college before they found out that I was gay or before I came out as gay. But it's um, when we're hiding part of who we are, like maybe you're a lawyer and maybe you're an artist in a family of lawyers mm -hmm. and everybody expects you to become a lawyer. And so you're going to law school, but you hate it. You're miserable and inside of you, it's screaming. I want to be an artist you're not at peace and you won't find peace until you find a way to express the artist within you. And that doesn't mean you have to give up law school necessarily. It means you have to find an outlet to express that part of you that's screaming to be expressed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Embracing your power to be fully who you are and it's a real journey of self-discovery as well, like really getting to know yourself really, really well, what you like, what you don't like, what works, what doesn't work, what fuels you, what drains you, who you like being around, who you don't like being around. All of that provides information on how we can choose to be living our life and what we choose to experience in terms of how we want to feel as we're doing it. Do we want to be hiding and living in misery and not living a full life? Or do we want to take a risk and gather up that courage to become who we came here to be and do what we came here to do? How do we start gathering that courage, Denise? How did you start gathering that courage? I think part of it was realizing that, um, so for years I walked around feeling like I wasn't good enough, you know, like um, because part of it was because I was gay. Part of it was because I had the kind of parent that said, 
Well, my mom, God bless her. She just wanted me to do well in life. Like I can see that now, but at the time growing up, I didn't get it, but I would bring home a test score of a 98. And she would say, why wasn't it a hundred? One more question, right? And you'd have had a perfect score. And so I felt like this sense of like, I'm not enough. Like I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, I'm not. So I put a lot of pressure on me and the real freedom started happening when I realized like, I don't have to be perfect. That's not my job. My job is just to be the best me I can be. And some days that best is really good. I mean, it's outstanding. It's extraordinary. And some days it totally sucks. And just getting that that's part of the human journey. Like, like I do, I have good days and bad days. And so do you. I mean, so does everyone. We all have those days, right? And, and being okay with it. It's like, that's not my job to be perfect. So when I let go of perfectionism and just started saying, okay, if I'm not aiming for perfect, what am I aiming for? I'm aiming to be the best that I can be at any moment, whatever that looks like. So for instance, some days I'm a kind, caring human being who's the kind of person that's not only self-aware, but other aware. And I see an elderly woman struggling to get groceries in the in her car. And I walk over in a non-threatening way and say, ma'am, would you like help with that? Mm. Because I'm just tuned in differently. Other days I'm so self-absorbed that there could be 20 of those ladies around and I don't see them because I'm so self-absorbed. Yeah. I have my stuff going on, right? And not judging me for being either, just realizing some of the missed opportunities when I get so caught up in myself. Um, so part of peace for me has also been like, how can I serve? How mm. can I serve those around me and getting it off of me so much? Because when I'm serving others, I'm not, I'm not judging me as much. You know, I'm just there to serve. And I think that's part of my um mission in life part of why why i was created is just to see how i could serve others and um, it's different depending on the person and the time and where i'm at and what's going on and all that yeah yeah and not being attached to any kind of outcome just knowing from inside of you that this is who you are and this is what you're meant to do in that moment if it feels right like you say sometimes we have so much going on in ourselves that need tending to so being gentle with ourselves, finding peace within ourselves as well. And from what I'm hearing so far, it sounds like a real sense of self-acceptance as well, also acceptance of whatever life is presenting to us at that time. Is that path to peace? Is that what you're saying? That there's yeah. acceptance involved there too? Yeah. So it occurred to me that, so I used to beat up on myself, like, you know, I make a mistake and I would just say horrible things about myself. And I would do that for days, weeks months, right? Over one mistake. And then I realized like, is this making me any better? Is this really making me a better person? And it wasn't. What it was doing was robbing me of precious life energy where I could have been doing all these good things instead. But because I was spending my energy beating up on myself, I wasn't able to do all those other good things. Mm. And the moment I got that, I thought, well, what a huge waste of time. Like, I would rather be doing these things over here than this. Plus, it never feels good. So I don't know why we sometimes think that it has to feel bad for us to be better. It just doesn't work like that in my experience. And so now it doesn't mean I, I don't have that tendency. I do. But I catch it. I go, oh, wow, there I go. Stop. What do you want to do instead? Because mm -hmm. this is my precious life energy. Yes. I get to decide how I'm going to spend it. 
I can decide to spend it upset that uh, that somebody did something that upset, you know, that pissed me off or something, thinking of being in traffic. Um, or I can decide, you know what, not worth my energy. This is where I want to put my energy. And that, again, is that self-awareness. It, it, it also requires you to have a vision for your life. Like, what are you playing for? What's that thing that gets you so excited that you're so passionate about? Yeah. That, like Jennifer was talking about, no matter what's happening in your world, this is the your one thing. Is your one thing helps you get out of bed in the morning. Super. I think there's that. And then having a vision for yourself, like how do you want to be in the world? Do you want to be the kind of person that's always upset or in pain and suffering? I'm not judging you if you do, like it's not my place to judge you. It's just choosing that for yourself. It's very empowering when you choose that for yourself. For me, quite frankly, I can tell you like that if I've screwed up or if I'm on target, I'm on track about how I choose to be in the world. Because yeah. if I'm unkind, like meaning it, my big, one of my bigger stressors is in traffic. I've worked a lot of car accidents in the fire department and it still um, bothers me when I see people doing what I perceive to be dangerous things. And I'm learning still to let go and say, okay, nobody got injured. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful no one got injured because this idiot did something so unsafe, right? But those deep feelings of the traumas that I experienced and of people injured in my hands and the mess, if you will, like that's still in me. So I can't deny that either. That's part of who I am now. It shaped me and it leads me most of the time to be compassionate towards people that are injured, which is something that's a good thing. Um, but I get to decide, am I going to let that person who cut me off in traffic, like how much energy am I going to expend towards that? So mm -hmm. what I often find myself doing is catching myself and then saying, no, I don't want to spend my energy like that. Let me, maybe I need to vent for a second and then I need to move on to how I choose to spend my energy because I have that clear vision of who I want to be in the world, who I intend, who I choose. And if I'm not choosing, I can tell just like that, like it's, it's immediate. Um, so I know you mentioned family and family is a hot topic for a lot of people because mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't experience peace in our families growing up. And so it's harder for us to imagine that peace is possible in relationships, not just family, but in relationships. Um, and I've had people ask me, well, is conflict just part of life? And my answer if, when I, is yes, it is part of life because we're different beings. And at some point, the needs that you have are going to conflict with the needs that I have or the wants that you have are going to conflict with mine. Um, but that doesn't mean that we have to have unrest, disrespect, war, battles, arguments, disagreements. It doesn't mean that. It means you have something different that you want that interferes maybe with what I want. But what if we took turns? Hmm. Just that. Okay. You want this right now, which interferes with my ability to have this thing that I want right now. Okay, what if you have your turn now and I'm I'm up next? That's just one idea. There's many. Uh, that's there's many ideas, but it's it's beginning to think more like in those terms brings peace. Yeah. So, so and then understanding too that if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to be at peace. So this is true for people pleasers. I don't know if there's anybody out there that's people pleaser. I have been in the past. For sure. <laughs> I have to watch for it sometimes now. Um, but when I'm people pleasing, 
I'm not taking care of me. Like my needs always go on the back burner, the back burner, the back burner. Well, if that's true, at some point I'm going to become very resentful mm-hmm. and my relation, I'm, I'm actually polluting my relationships when I do that. Um, the other thing is to pay attention to is I'm all, am I enabling people to be weak instead of enabling them to be strong and powerful and step mm-hmm. in their power? And so I've started watching that. But if, for me, if I don't feel good doing it and I'm neglecting me, it's not something I should be doing. There's that saying about put the mask on you first if you're on an airplane and then the child or the person you're responsible for next to you. Okay. It's true in firefighting. Like we put the mask on us first and then we run into the running, burning building to do the rescue. We don't run in and put the mask on you first because if we did that, we would die or become incapacitated and become another victim. Yeah. So we don't want that, you know? So finding peace is a lot of things and the path to peace is, is multifold. It are multifaceted, but one of the things is self awareness, and the other thing I really believe is other awareness. Mm-hmm. So, and this is comes from a more um, socially responsible, higher spiritual realm, if you will, level of thinking. And it's if are my actions going to harm anyone around me yeah. or upset them? So uh, an example for me is I go. I love to spend time in nature. I like, I like the spiritual aspect fuel that I get from it. I just like the feel of it. I, I get so much fuel in my tank whenever I do this. I enjoy the trees. I enjoy the water, the sound of the water running. I, I enjoy the sound of the birds. Sometimes I see deer or something, you know, whatever I'm seeing, birds, whatever it is, right? I just really enjoy that. So when I go to the park, I'm looking for a peaceful experience, mm-hmm. quiet, like that kind of thing. So one day I was, I had finished a hike and I, as I'm walking back up to where my car was parked in the parking lot, there's this bang your head against the wall, metal music, heavy metal music, just playing at the top volume. And it, <laughs> like, it was such a disconnect from the experience I wanted in the park. Mm-hmm. And so I can't remember what I said, but I said something to the person I was hiking with. I was like, wow, this is so jarring. Like it's not the experience I come here for. And the guy that was blaring the music, I guess, heard me and was incensed by what I said and came up and said, oh, you think you own the world? You think that, I mean, he was just raging at me. And I said, no, I, you have the right to do whatever you want to do. I'm just saying this is not why I come to the park. That's all I said. Well, he's still raging. And finally, I'm like, look, we're leaving. So, you know, have a nice day, whatever. And I, I like walked off. He was still raging as we were backing out and pulling away. And I thought to myself, see, that's someone who doesn't have inner peace. And it's not because of the music he was playing. And it's not because of the volume of the music he was playing. It's not because of that. He just didn't have inner peace. Because if he had, he wouldn't have felt the need to rage on me. Mm-hmm. He would have been like, well, I come here to let loose. And that would have been the end of it. There would have been no need for him to try to to cause a conflict, if you will, or to I really is just rage at me. There would have been no need for that. But somehow he felt, I guess, made wrong, which I wasn't. I was just simply commenting on me mm-hmm. because it was such a jarring experience. Here I've been in nature enjoying this peace and quiet. And then here's this guy, you know, having a very different experience. And he has the right to do that. I, I'm, I'm not. But here's the thing. If we are all paying attention to each other, and how am I looking out for the other guy or gal? Then we find that those moments of intense 
rage or anger that, that arise can be reduced drastically. Mm. Because I'm aware that like the little elderly lady that I see struggling to get groceries in the car, she's probably going to have some fear about a stranger approaching her. Doesn't matter that I'm female. I'm still a stranger to her. And in her eyes, I'm probably bigger and more powerful. And, and so how can I present myself in a non-threatening way? That, that was my question that day. So for all of us, when we are looking at our lives and finding peace, you know, how can you stop threatening yourself is one place to start. Like, you know, instead of beating up on yourself, which is threatening yourself in some form, like how can you show yourself more love and compassion? Mm-hmm. And how can you then extend that towards others? And I know people say that, oh, yes, it's a good thing to do. It's hard to enact sometimes. Like the day with the guy in the parking lot, it would have been easy for me to yell back and, and all that. And it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I was clear. I was just commenting on my experience. That's it. And I don't want to fight you over this. It's not worth it not worth my precious life energy. Yeah. And I can easily get, if I wanted to spend time in the parking lot in peace, I can drive to another parking lot. There were other parking lots available. I don't have to have this battle, if you will. Um, So the path to peace is, to me, is multifaceted. And a lot of it involves self-awareness. And, you know, I've worked with people a long time on how to gain more self-awareness. One of the things I say, if you keep having the same problem over and over in your life, there's something you're not aware of that's going on in you Mm. because in the outer world is partly a reflection of what's going on in your inner world. And it's important to get at whatever that thing is that's going on in you. If you keep having things you don't want to happen in your outer world. So I think that's part of it. Um, There's so many aspects to this Jennifer days (laughs) absolutely and there's that that's such a good place to start that is that self-awareness because sometimes people don't recognize how they consciously choose the path forward how they have the power to choose how they want to be living their life a lot of people feel like a victim of their circumstances of conditions or have to's or that fear or obligation and guilt which you know, is like an acronym for fog, which is feels dense and intense, and you can't really see a clear path forward. You just try to navigate your way through, you know. And so you mentioned in your work that you start helping people first with self-awareness. Tell us a little bit more about the work that you're doing now and what your vision is for this work that you're doing. So um, I, I have a company called Courageous Leadership Academy, and um, we focus on transformative leadership skills because the old paradigm isn't working for us. Mm-hmm. I think you just look at the headlines in the news and you can see it's not working. We're killing each other. We're, we have all sorts of financial things happening and just crisis after crisis, right? And I don't think we are intended to live that way. We have a plentiful, abundant world with enough resources for all of us. Um, so I feel like we're we're supposed to enjoy life more and stress less. It just seems like we're we're not there right now. Um, so I decided recently to focus on more peace. Like so, I'm creating a program called Peaceful Ship, and it's really creating more peaceful leaders in our world. And that means individuals as well as leaders of companies or organizations, because whoever you are, you're the leader in your life, and you're the leader in your family. Um, in any organization, you play a leadership role, whether it's a, 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 you know, you're appointed in a role that's a leadership role or whether it's more of an informal leadership role, you you play a role. But 
I'm just am looking at what's happening in our world. And really what started this was um, I'm so brokenhearted every time I hear of another school shooting or mass shooting. And there's this voice inside of me saying that that this, we can stop this. Mm. We, we can stop this. It doesn't have to be this way. And I know when I went to school, I didn't have to worry about getting shot at school. And I have a friend who's 13 year old doesn't want to go to school anymore because he's afraid he's going to die. Oh, wow. And this hits heavy on my heart <clears throat> because I believe that kids enjoy, they deserve the opportunity to go to school and enjoy it yeah. and not have that worry, that very real worry. Um, so peaceful ship is the idea that we can change this. We can create peace mm. in our world, but it starts with us as individuals. And then it takes leadership skills to carry it out into our world more in a more formal way. Um, and in informal ways, like, you know, you can be the peace bringer to your soccer team, the same yeah. it could be wherever you are, but that's um, the work that I'm up to now. Um, and I'm starting a membership. I will be starting a membership site on that. It's not developed yet, but it's coming soon. Oh, I love it. Denise, thank you so much for bringing that out into the world and for having that vision and the sustainability of your own inner peace so that you can pursue your dreams and goals more confidently and encouraging others to do the same to start taking courageous leadership over their lives, their families, who they are. And so how can people get a hold of you now? Is there a website or are you on social? Yeah, I'm on social. Um, you can go to my website, courageousleadershipacademy.com, or you can simply um, call or text me um, if you want to reach out and we can um, look at when we can connect at like a good time to connect. Cause I'm obviously in and out of meetings and things, but it's, um, Oh, six, seven, eight. Wait, I don't want to get it wrong. Four, seven, zero. Let me, let me look. Cause I had another number in my head all of a sudden. And I'm like, I don't want to give you the wrong number. I'm so sorry. I should have this together. No problem. We're going to have all the links to everything in the okay. show notes as well. So yeah, we'll do that. So we make sure we get it right, but just call or text me or reach out through my website and my website. Um, there is the availability to schedule a 30 minute free consult with me. Um, so you feel free to do that. And I am on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. So feel free to connect. Um, and I look forward to the opportunity to connect with you. And if you're really interested in peace, please reach out to me and creating more peace in yourself or in your life and in our world. Please reach out to me. I'd love to connect with you and hear your ideas on how we can do this, because I'm only one person with one set of ideas and I need lots more ideas. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Denise. And even just being in your presence or being with you for even like two minutes, you're going to start feeling that peace. <laughs> it just starts to emanate because I find that you just exude so much peacefulness. And I'm so grateful for you. And I really do encourage anyone who's listening or watching to connect with Denise. And I think you even have uh, listening. Yes. Oh, that's what was that about? One of the keys to peace. So I have a freebie if you go to my website and it's, it says it's for business, but if you read it, you'll find applications for any relationship that you have about the listening difference. And it goes beyond active listening. So a lot of people are familiar with that now and implement it. This takes, this takes you to the next level. It's actually what gave me peace with my mom. Um, the, the tool that I talk about in the freebie. Um, it, it's given me a lot of peace with my mom. So if you're struggling, that's why I say I know it works in personal relationships as well as business. Um, it works. So um, if you're interested in learning more about listening skills that I'm talking about, please reach out to me as well. 
Oh, it sounds like it'll be a great tool for finding peace in relationships. That's going to be so useful for so many people. So we'll make sure that we have all those links in the show notes for you to just click into. Denise, do you have any other final words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience today? I do. If if you're not watching Jennifer's show regularly, do so. Um, I love what you're creating in the world, Jennifer. Um, I can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart. We need more people like you in our world. We need more shows like yours in our world. And I am profoundly grateful for the work you do. And I just want to say, if there's anything I can do to support you, please let me know. I'm happy to be a champion for what you're up to. Oh, thank you so much, Denise. That means so much to me. And it means so much to me that each and one of you that have been tuning in. And if you do want to attend regularly, just hit subscribe. Let us know if you like this video. And any comments that you want to share with Denise and I, we would love to hear from you. Thank you so much. Denise, such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Infinite love and gratitude, everyone. And peace.